everybody, it's Charlie Epstein here at Killing Retirement and the 401k Coach. And I appreciate your taking time out wherever you are at whatever time you might be to listen to my most recent podcast. And I'm very excited today. We're going to be talking about what it is to have a financial mentor and creating financial freedom for yourself with Todd. Todd, say and spell your last name for us. Well, it's Tresseter, and most people spell it wrong. It's T-R-E-S-I-D-D-E-R, so one S, two Ds. It's the Reno, Nevada spelling, I think. Yeah, actually, the people who know how to spell it are from Stanford area. It's uh, the Stanford Memorial Union is Tresseter Memorial Union. Nice. So we were talking earlier before we jumped on together on the podcast about the work you're doing as a financial mentor and creating financial freedom. But I'd really like to back up for our listeners and kind of just talk about your journey to this point in life. Because here at Killing Retirement, what we're really about is killing this notion of retirement that people, uh, this ancient notion, this Bismarckian notion of someday, you know, you work till 60, 62, 66, or maybe if you're, you know, to 70, and then that's it. It's game over and you've sort of reached this point and I'm really up to killing that notion and working with people and talking with people about what it would be like to design your life where you're doing what you're passionate about and lo and behold, you know, you're retired from the get-go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, retirement is a euphemism for old age financial independence, you know, so then you come back to the question, you could have financial independence at any age. Why not have it earlier than old? Mm. So how did you come to this world? the financial world? Well, I started out in the hedge fund business. I'm, I'm kind of a systems guy, right? I'm fascinated by systems and how things fit together. It's just how my mind works, right? I'm always, I'm a planner and it's like, you know, life is a puzzle and I'm always amazed at how you pull all the puzzle pieces together and same thing with financial life. So anyway, I got into the hedge fund business. My fascination was in creating a money machine. I just want to figure out how to make money with money and do it consistently. And so I spent a decade, well, 12 years, I was one of the early pioneers of mathematical risk management systems in the financial markets. You know, it's something that MIT PhDs do now, but I was one of the early developers of a lot of the stuff in that field. Yeah, and I'll tell you, for those of you on the podcast, I just want to make sure that uh, you write down to go to financialmentor.com because even your website speaks to the preciseness and the engineering of the way I think your mind probably operates. It's really crisp, really clean, and really right to your messaging. So kudos for that kind of work. Well, thank you, Charlie. Yeah, it's, you know, and then I brought that systems background into retirement because we sold the hedge fund at age, I was age 35 at the time. We'd had a really good run. It had consistent winning years, but the partners just kind of wanted to go different ways. I wanted to do a lot of world travel and stuff, and I couldn't do it while I was responsible for the portfolio. And anyway, so sold the hedge fund, and I started investigating retirement planning, right? Because I was quote unquote retiring at age thirty-five, and I was amazed when I looked at conventional retirement models because you know here I was developing robust trading systems and robust risk management systems in the financial markets, which is very difficult because there's a tremendous element of randomness and. You know, it's very difficult to find statistical validity in the financial markets. And so I had pretty deep understanding of what works and what doesn't. And when I looked at traditional retirement planning, I was appalled. 
I mean, I just looked at, you know, these guys are building models looking 30 years into the future with a 30 year forecast for inflation when, you know, the best experts in the world can't accurately forecast inflation one year into the future, not to mention 30. And then, you know, premises about, you know, expected investment returns, you know, that can't be forecasted either. And then you go into longevity, like nobody knows if they're going to die today or die 30 years from now. And so you put all these variables in that your entire plan is a mathematical projection of these variables. And it was just ludicrous. I mean, the whole conventional approach to retirement planning is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. And you know why? It also because it starts with the word retirement. Yeah. Which means to put out of use. So mm -hmm. I like to say that the, this industry, the financial services industry, spends billions and billions of dollars a year trying to put people out of use. And so the whole basic notion of usefulness, like that's really what this is about, which is why not start with a place of, hmm, how can I be useful to me, my family, my community, my country, my spirit? You know, what are those elements? And like, boy, we don't even teach that in school. We, we'll put that on pause for a moment, that conversation, right? Well, you know, your usefulness is not even on their radar. They don't care. They're in the business of gathering assets under management. They create models that are going to direct you to put assets under their management. Yeah, so but the whole, the whole, the whole system, you know, that I trained under was just that, you know, assets under management. And the irony is, especially if you look at what's happening now with the Department of Labor's enforceable fiduciary standard of care, it's all about getting paid for the services you provide, not the sale of somebody else's products. And the paradigm shift that that is, and that I see as I coach advisors all over the country as the four hundred and one k coaches. It's like deer in the headlight because they don't know what their intellectual capital and wisdom is. You know, yeah, you have taken your wisdom and packaged it. Well, what's happening is I'm getting a lot of advisors contacting me now saying, how can I do what you're doing? You know, which is pretty funny. I mean, the whole reason I started building this business more than a decade ago was, you know, actually almost, gosh, it's almost two decades ago I started tinkering with this was I wanted to separate financial education from investment product sales, which is essentially where it's all going anyway now. It's just, you know, I started doing it 20 years ago. I didn't get it at first. All of a sudden, I just had advisors contacting me and I was kind of surprised. I didn't know why this was occurring. Then I finally, one of them connected the pieces for me and explained why they were fearful and why they were trying to change their business model. So there you were at the hedge fund, sold. You started to go out and research someone creating financial plan for you and you were surprised and shocked by these models that investment people were developing that were trying to broadcast rather than forecast the next 30 years. So what was the tipping point for you? Well, what happened? Let, let me explain what happened. So I left the hedge fund and I went off and traveled for, you know, a better part of a year and saw a bunch of the world. And, you know, you can nice. only travel so long. It's cool, but eventually it becomes, it's a job in and of itself, right? when you do it full time. I really love, I take off about three, four months out of the year, but it's in the context of valuable work right now or meaningful work. Yep. And that that's more suited for me. But I, I tried, I dubbed it the pro leisure circuit. I lived the pro leisure circuit for a while and it was fine. It was a good experience. It taught me what it was. But I even found once I was financially independent that I was still studying personal finance and investing and stuff. I'm just, I'm fascinated by it. And so- I want to do something with it. And the thing that really was obvious to me, and it's obvious now, but you know, 20 years ago, was the need to separate 
financial education. There was no quality sources of financial education. All you had was financial advisors who had a vested interest and you had media. So you had conventional financial media, which was driven by advertising and the need to entertain in order to keep subscription revenues up. And so it wasn't really meaty. About the only valuable meaty source of financial education you could get was in academic articles, which, you know, academic research, which of course is virtually unreadable to the average person. And so I thought, well, you know, here's a niche and the internet was burgeoning. And I thought, hey, I can leverage technology and somehow figure out how to convert this into a viable business model and actually help some people. And when you set out to do that, was there a specific, I don't want to use the word market, you know, because you just, you just caught my real attention. I was typing while you were talking because you just made a statement that I want to go back to about there was this gap in financial education, right? There were the advisors that were just selling services and not really teaching financial education. Yeah, or selling investment products. Yeah. Yeah. Guys all wrapped in the, I'm going to help you with your finances, but it's not an educational platform. Right. Or the media, which is not an educational platform in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I call it financial porn. It's the financial porn industry. Yeah. So then there's this huge gap in the middle and you know, for our listeners that are looking to design their lives in a, perhaps in a whole new fashion or even begin this conversation, they don't even know that. Don't you think? Well, I think people are, yeah, I think people more and more are becoming aware. I mean, a lot's changed in the last 20 years, but is it still basically true? Is the issue still basically relevant today? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so that was what I set out to do. I set out to make complex financial topics that you might see in peer review academic journals, that kind of stuff make complex topics accessible to the average person so they can understand it and act on it. So that's why, like I have my book, How Much Money Do I Need to Retire? As you well know, there's two sides to retirement planning. There's the asset accumulation side, at least in the traditional model, as it's taught. There's the asset accumulation side, and then there's the convert it to income and live off it side. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the inflection point is when you quote unquote retire and go from earning to living off your assets. Right. And so that's why I wrote that book. And I wrote another book called 4% Rule and Safe Withdrawal Rates yep. in Retirement to try to make that accessible because most people really don't understand that subject. So anyway, I just, you know, I just look at where the holes are based on working with coaching clients and I try to close those holes and help people with them. So folks, uh, we're talking with Todd and the real interesting thing here is for all of you that are listening is, you know, the complexity of the financial topics that are out there and how it's represented either by financial advisors to you or by the media, as opposed to what Todd is trying to do, which is simplify the most important elements of what you need from a financial mentor to create that roadmap for yourself. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is not that complex, you know, but it just has to be explained. Once you see it, it's easy to understand, but it just has to be explained properly. Hmm. And, For me, what I'm discovering more and more in talking with people that we work with, we have a process we call the family CFO process. And we like to say, you know, every company has a chief financial officer. We want to be your family CFO. And our goal and objective is really to create greater simplicity, focus and balance for people in their financial affairs because people have so many accounts. They're in so many different places, 401k, 403b, savings, whatever investments they've picked up. You know, it's like old luggage and uh, none of it's 
none of it's coordinated and none of it's coordinated with really what they're really about in life and, and the life that they want to design for themselves. And so that's the piece that I'm finding more and more interesting about people because it's not necessarily about retiring, but it's about doing what you love to do. And I always like to say actors of which my background is an actor, artists, musicians, you know, they never retire. They do what they love as long as they can. Yeah. George Burns is a great example. He did it a real yeah. long Yeah. My grandfather was an accountant his whole life. And one day at 81 was the best and worst day of his life. He uh, went to work in the morning. He had lunch with his cronies at the golf course that he founded, went out and played golf that afternoon. That evening went to a party where people were half his age, went looking for cigars. Remember, he left him in his car, went to go across the street to get to the car and unfortunately was hit and run at 81. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. But to me, that was the perfect day until the end. He did everything he loved to do, and it wasn't for the money. Yep. And that's kind of the key. So, yeah, the value of financial freedom, which is really retirement at any age, right? Or financial independence at any age, the value of it is it allows you to live the life you want to live without regard to what you earn. And it's not about exactly. the pro leisure circuit, it's not about just endless recreation. It's not about self entertainment. It could be about adding value, it could be pursuing dreams, pursuing adventures. There's all kinds of things that, means something. Yeah. It depends on you and what your values are. Yeah. So do you find that you're starting to have those kind of conversations with the, with the people that you're working with? Oh, I always have. I've had that yeah. for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. that's That was the whole premise of what I was creating here is just a whole different vision on how you put this stuff together. I've never understood conventional financial planning. It's always struck me as an absurdity. You know, whether you look at the financial models they use, the investment models they use, or even the premises they're operating from, it just doesn't make sense to me. Where do you start when you're asking the questions of somebody that's looking for a financial mentor? How do you start? Well, people that come to me, it's a self-selection process because my one-on-one -on -one coaching services, my courses are affordable. But my one-on-one -on -one coaching services where I'm interacting directly are expensive. And so typically it's a self-selection process where their goal is financial independence and preferably sooner rather than later. And mm -hmm. so the starting point is always your wealth plan. And it's not a wealth plan like a financial advisor designs, you know, where they, you know, take your risk tolerance and input some numbers and they spit out this glossy little brochure like thing that has pretty pie charts on it and some theoretical asset allocation that will make you millions if you just funnel all your money to them. It's nothing like that. It's actually, it's where you take your life plan and you engineer the numbers behind it just to see if you get the financial results you want. In other words, you know, the financial part is the mere image of your life plan. Mm -hmm. Your finances reflect your life habits. And that's true at many, many levels, whether it's your career success or anything, it's all reflection of life habits. And so it starts with your quote unquote wealth plan. How are you going to get there? So we start with the goal, then we figure out how are you going to get there, then we reverse engineer the way back. And then if it doesn't work, if the math doesn't work, then we correct and adjust it mm -hmm. until we get a life plan that excites you along with a financial result that excites you. So you're doing cash flow analysis and income planning, that kind of Well, thing. yeah. And the other thing too that separates this is like a conventional financial plan from you know a normal financial planner. It focuses on paper assets, right? Using a conventional asset allocation portfolio. 
Mm. And that's the limit of what you invest in because that's the limit of what they can sell you, right? And they have a vested interest to sell you all the stuff because that's how they make their money. And the way I work with it is I'm neutral. I don't care, right? Because I'm not selling you anything except my services. And so we work with all three asset classes, which is business entrepreneurship, direct ownership of real estate and paper assets. And the unique thing about all this is each one of these asset classes has its own characteristics and it functions inside the wealth plan in different ways. In a conventional financial plan, the way it works is you earn your money in a job somewhere, right? You make your money. And then you save what you can net of your expenses, right? So you spend first, then you save what you can out of that after taxes, which is one of your largest expenses, if not the largest expense. And then what little bit remains goes over to your savings column and then compounds at the pathetically slow rate of a conventional asset allocation portfolio. And I say pathetically slow because the research shows that actual results in investment accounts are greatly less, significantly oh, less than absolutely. conventional beliefs. Two to three versus the projected fidelity six to eight, right? Yeah, the average return is shown by yeah, actual- The average investor earned 2%, if you look at the Delbar studies, not eight to 10. Yeah, the compound returns that actual investors are receiving, real world investors with real world accounts, um, typically they're fortunate if they keep up with inflation. Yeah. Okay, you, and that's a- using conventional approaches. Then what I do is we, so the direct ownership approach, so that can either be direct ownership of real estate or entrepreneurism, business entrepreneurism, that's completely different because now you're building the assets directly within the plan. They're not translating. So you skip the whole translation component where you have to translate the income over to the asset side, net of taxes. Instead, you build the wealth directly inside the plan, which has leverage and tax advantages. It it completely changes the math of how everything compounds. And so I just go through it all with clients, show them, we find out what their values, their skills, their resources are, they bring the equation, we figure out a plan that's going to work for them based on their unique situation in life. Would you share one of your uh, best success stories with a client? Oh, best success story with a client. Hmm. I've got to pull one off the top of my head. Hmm. I've got a client right now who basically what they were missing, they had quite a bit of money, but they were missing the investment side of the equation. And they were sitting on a lot of cash. They weren't managing their assets properly. So I work with them primarily on the investment side. They already had wealth to get that to translate. That's just a recent one. That's not a best one. I had an attorney who had a successful law firm. I worked with him. He ended up buying a large office complex rather than renting where Mm -hmm. his firm was. He bought a large office complex, got a great deal through the bank that had his business because he was running millions of dollars of business through him. They took good care of him. And so that then became rental units that was more than enough to support his financial independence once it was paid off. And it was all basically paid for by his law firm. And then he also, I worked with him on building out the paper asset side as well. Not sure if that's answering your question. I have another client, a female, she's a consultant. You know, she came to me as a single woman, wanted to be married, wanted to be financially independent. She's now married and she's very close to financially independent, but not quite there yet. Yes. I love those three answers, especially for our listeners, because there's a there's such an important element. I want our listeners to hear that that you provide, Todd, which is, you know, I always say a coach is somebody that can see how dirty the filter is in the fish tank you're floating in. And also is able to see the things that you can't see 
that could help solve those problems or coach you like the attorney who you made me think of some accounting partners I had years ago. I built a benefit company with them. And I said to them, there's a piece of property. This was 20 years ago. I said, we should buy that property and put up a building because you're renting and I'm renting. I drive that by that piece of property now every day. One of the universities bought it and put up their you know, latest facility. And every day I drive by it. Now I own my own building, so I'm not crying. The accountants are still renting and we're no longer partners. But what I hear you saying is, I would say what you're doing is more conventional than unconventional because you're doing the conventional wisdom of showing people the assets that they don't even know that they have, which are those relationships like you just talked about with the bank, right? Yeah. And how to leverage that. That's yeah, huge. it's unique for it's each huge. client based on what they bring to the equation. Right. Right. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not a cookie cutter thing, you know, where I spit out glossy brochures. We dig in, we look at their life, we look at their goals and we figure out how to how to connect the dots, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's bringing different pieces to the equation. I love it. How do people reach you, Todd? What's the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you? Financialmentor.com. So the website is financialmentor, all one word.com. And from there, you can find the social media accounts that that interests you. I have podcasts there as well. I give away a free book as well as a course called 52 Weeks to Financial Freedom. And no, you won't get rich quick in a year. I don't teach that kind of stuff. But what it does do is in one year, it teaches you all of the framework. It teaches you the process that everybody goes through to build wealth. So you can see where you are in the framework, what pieces of the puzzle you're missing, how it all fits together. And all that's for free. It's just relationship builder for new subscribers. Yeah. For our listeners, just a tremendous, a tremendous amount of information. And then uh, when you get to the coaching side, he's got three levels of service, uh, the financial coach ebook, the group financial coaching, which nominal cost and uh, personal financial coaching. And I would say with everybody, especially when it's one-on-one and Todd, I do one-on-one coaching for 401k advisors. You know, the ROI of having a coach, I'm on the East Coast, so I've got the benefit of whether you like the Patriots or not, talking about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And, uh, you know, what's made them so successful is that combination of two people that are willing to make each other 10 times better than they were when they came together. I mean, Brady went in the sixth round. He was 199th draft pick. And Belichick came up through the ranks. I mean, his father was a scout, a football scout came up through the ranks, but together they were 10 times better than they ever would have been apart. And so for my listeners, somebody like Todd, first of all, just because of his background, that technical side, you know, the greatest thing about a coach and Todd, you kind of remind me of Belichick because there's nobody better as a technical football coach than Bill Belichick. And I can only imagine you're probably that you have that same kind of caliber. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the reason I wrote that book was there was there's so many scam coaches out there right thing you know people calling themselves coaching firms and they're not and so that book is actually titled don't hire a financial coach yeah i know i was looking at that so thanks since i'm a financial coach right but if you're a good one you don't have any worries right i mean it it explains not at all yeah it's a pro-consumer guide right everything i write is pro-consumer it's it's a pro-consumer guide showing you how to find your way through the financial coaching quagmire and actually get a decent coach And then the group coaching, what I found was so much of what I do follows patterns, right? And I actually broke it down to a seven-step process. And so that's what the group coaching follows because it follows a structured process that is most efficiently administered in a group format. 
And that's just a way of getting this stuff out at a much lower price point. You know, yeah. there was just the demand was so high for my one on one, I had to shut down. And so I did it in a group format so I could reach more people at a better price point. Absolutely. So I'm very interested as we get close to wrapping up here. You know, you were very successful financially at a young age. And then, as you said, took your year long tour and realized you didn't want to do that. I always remember uh, Elon Musk of Tesla saying that, you know, after he made his second millions, he could have bought four islands, but that isn't what he wanted to do, sit on an island. Yeah. So what was it that drove you to choosing to impact other people's personal financial health and happiness? Well, deathbed exercise. So what you do is, I mean, anybody can do this. You just imagine yourself, you know, 95 years old, right? And you're decrepit. You're going to be dead in three days. And you know that, right? You're just laying in your hospital bed. You're going to be dead in three days. There's no question about it. But you're blessed with a clear mind. And so you look back over this exact period in your life with the decisions you're facing, those difficult decisions. So back when I was facing the decision, well, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? I don't you know, want hedge funds to be the last great thing I ever do for the next 60 years, right? And you look back over it and you ask and start playing out scenarios about what feels right from the perspective of your deathbed, what's fulfilling. And what I realized was I have an unusual viewpoint on how the financial game gets played and it just happens that it works. And so I was not okay going to my deathbed without having getting that knowledge out. So that's where all this came from is my life was not complete until I create this. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm creating it. I love it. So folks, you can work with Todd by going to financialmentormentor.com. And there's just a plethora of information out there. And so much of it is just free and available to you to begin to digest at the speed that you want to go and the information that you want to consume. But ultimately, I would encourage you to reach out to Todd for his wisdom and his coaching. And I really appreciate your taking the time out to engage with us on this conversation about what it is to create a financial future for yourself that's bigger than your past and really supports what you want to do in life. So for those of you who want to uh, get a hold of Todd, again, you can go to financialmentor.com. Is there an email they can uh, uh, I think financialmentor.com is good. And then they can just register for, you know, as a subscriber. And that's the best way to build relationship. You know, they get the freebies that I give away and they'll get to know my systems and how I look at stuff. Or they can just come over and consume free content. Yep. I've got one of the largest collection of financial calculators on the internet over there and they're all free. Uh, 80 different calculators. It's great. Yeah. And the idea, again, is a lot of people find the math. I mean, wealth is math, right? We both know that. Wealth ultimately is math. And all of this is governed by equations. It's very scientific. It's a very repeatable process. And so what I wanted to do was make the math easy for people. So I've got calculators that do pretty much anything you need to do in finance sitting there and they're all free. Beautiful. And I'm Charlie Epstein. I'm known nationally as the 401k coach. You're listening to my podcast, Killing Retirement. It's exactly what we're up to. We're up to killing this notion of retiring someday, one day, as opposed to building the life that you desire now that you're passionate about making the impact now and designing your finances to support that life today. If you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at CD as in David Epstein at the 401k coach. You can also sign up for our podcast, Killing Retirement on iTunes. Appreciate everybody taking out the time and we'll uh, see you on our next podcast. Thanks everybody. And Todd, thank you so much for taking time out and joining us and 
being our guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Charlie.